is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon, Joe, my host, Nick and Dan. Gentlemen, we've got midweek Champions League review time. Um, I like how we had to kick off the day with uh, Jason and Andrew, our friends who we went to Porto with, and we're reminiscing uh, before a European night, Nick. It's uh, mm. fun times those were in Porto. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so funny. I mean, with all the stuff currently going on, it's like we, we thought the European Super League and all the drama that happened last year was crazy, and now it's like, oh, that was that was a walk in the park. That was an easy uh, day day at the beach there, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, anytime you get this far in the tournament, it, you know, I think it starts to bring back some some fond memories. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, embarrassing story. That's when I, after polishing off that bottle, uh, told my <laughs> now fiance that I thought I could marry her at the time, and now look at where we made it. So yeah, the magic of the European night. What do you say? Uh, anyways, uh, before we get into it though, pre-pod message is always Dan. Not as always, but circumstantial, right? Uh, our thoughts are the people of Ukraine. We're trying to do our part. Uh, just made a donation to World Central Kitchen. Uh, we're going to continue to do these kind of like as we're able to, as we see fit, as we go. But like, this is important to address. We're not glossing over it with our entertaining, we hope, podcast. Right. Well, uh, as we heard uh, in one podcast review this week, we're, we're good enough and uh, we appreciate being good enough for you. But uh, we hope that the support is more than good enough for some of the people whose lives it's impacting. Uh, we did try to chase down a couple leads on trying to help some of the impacted employees at the club who may or may not be receiving the full amount that maybe they're due for services rendered or potentially not getting booked into shifts that they previously would have been working. Uh, we don't really have a clear answer on the best way to support that yet. We have uh, work with the club. We don't necessarily know if there's a, you know, we've got a lot of things. We're, we're not a UK based company. We don't have a UK bank accounts. Like collective donation is probably not what we can do, but we can do some call to actions for people specifically. So we can like elevate uh, individuals and give them kind of the awareness of the community. And we can kind of, you know, promote their cash app, their Venmo, their PayPal, something of that nature. But beyond that, we are trying to see if there's another option that we have. And in addition, we're also seeing if there's a way we can bring more supporters who maybe don't have the financial ability uh, to do things like the CPO or the supporters trust, even though it's a small amount for, you know, relatively, it may not be a small amount for many. We're trying to figure out how we bring people closer to the club uh, with some type of scholarship or sponsorship opportunity. So please stay tuned for that. We're working hard on just bringing more Chelsea fans closer to the club at a time when the club needs us just as much as, you know, for a lot of people, we need the club as a part of bringing positivity, joy, and life, uh, light into our lives uh, at this moment. All right. That was a lot. Follow up with this if you need, though. Uh, just trying to help fans uh, stay connected, as Dan said, and support them financially if needed. So uh, in this one, we're going to be talking about Super Super Tommy Tuchel. Obviously, Pulisic finding his position. And then Dave delivers once more, of course. So let's kick it off, Dan, with a little temp check from the lovely people out there with our three-word match review. Well, first, the people get an applause. You, you were on fire tonight. I just, you know, if you don't get called out, it's okay. This was really tough competition. We, we, we had some really just fierce competitors in it. JW with Tommy's Euro trip, uh, throwback to a, a wonderful cult classic. Keith with the three not needed. A lot of knee puns in here today. <laughs> Tana with the needed a comeback. Darth Pat with the we needed that. Mr. Stick with... 
a relevant one for the business community. Price going up. <laughs> you can say to the moon. Uh, Gary Hayes with a fuck 'em all. Fatty with the sanction not stirred. Mr. Bond. <laughs> oh, CFC Central oh, with show no mercy. 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 Uh, Def Jux Daddy with the Asby knees and goals with like knees That's and toes. That's very good too. Uh, Vinesh with the multiple one because we need one person who drops more than one with the say it Dan why not us cast the trophies and TT drives Chelsea and then John I think with the winner why not bus <laughs> okay why not bus is so good can like is there there's some all time classics in here sanction not stirred yeah. That's this, unbelievable. This is, this is an all-timer. Wow. Three-word match review competition. And the people, much <laughs> like Chelsea, fucking delivered on oh, the day. No. Again, applause. I'll tell you oh, what. It's well like, done. Did, well done. Maybe it's because it, it wasn't like middle of the morning or middle of the day, and they were like peak work day where juices were flowing. I wonder if that like had something to do with it. Wow. <laughs> um, I put Georgie was bored. Obviously, wanted to add some excitement to that because, I mean, what else really happened, you know? Mm. So, thanks, J5. Dan, what about you? Well, I, I went with a, uh, you know, look, we might be bought by American owners. I had to go with an American-style three-word match review. Instead of built for tough, it's built to go tough. Yeah, you got to have, like, the, there's, like, a big anvil that drops into a, a brick, <laughs> you know, like that kind yeah. of deal. Uh, I went with needed that dough. Fan of the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> Fan of Cesar Espilicueta. Uh Yeah, needed that dough. I like it. All right. Um, quick, some gratitudes. We have Alex Watton from the United States on that. A five-star Apple podcast train. We had Sea Dog Millionaire, also from the U.S. And then Voff from the United States. But like we said, it might have been from Ukraine. If it is, please stay safe. We really, really appreciate you uh, connecting with us, especially in such crazy times. Can't imagine what you're going through. Uh, Dan, uh you know, while you were gone, we uh, made a call to action for Spotify. We said, hey, let's get over the 800 hump. Well, we did it. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks to us. Nick and I, we delivered. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Uh, much like Mason Mount to uh, Aspie's knee, you got it done. And uh, yeah, we're at uh, 8.06. Yeah, we should just get to like a 905 or 1905. Like, let's let's get to like a, a Chelsea specific number that we can connect to. Uh, also 4.9. Let's. You know, let's let's, let's get a volume do, of fives in there to help bump that back up. Let's do some get sort that of, rounding. Let's do some sort of giveaway for a thousand. Okay, mm. well, th think about that later, and we'll come back mm. to the people with what that actually is. Mm. Let's come up with some specifics. Let's frame that. Let's not frame it. Let's leave it open ended <laughs> and unaccountable, Dan. Our That's listeners do like not it. forget. We're going to be <laughs> blowing up when we just cruise past Where it and forget. It is my gift. Like, fuck oh man! All right. Well, let's jump into the match details of this one. It was Lille this past Wednesday, the 16th of March, in the Champions League. We're at Stade Pierre Marois. Marroy? I don't know. I don't speak French. I apologize. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry to was, the French. Yeah. That's, that's Brandon's fault. Yeah, language of love, though. I'll tell you what. Lille won, Chelsea <laughs> 2 on aggregate, uh, 1 to 4. So quite comfortable in the end. Uh, goals from Yilmaz on the penalty, then Pulisic in stoppage time of the first half, and as P. Lequit uh, getting off the assist. And going for goal himself in the 74th minute. So, uh, again, it's Champions League. I don't know if we have fifth stand highlights, but if we do, great. If not, you're about to hear Jake. So, uh, roll it. <laughs> I hate to say it. There is no fifth stand highlights for the Champions League still. Uh, maybe one day the rights will get passed over a little bit. But 
I will give a personal shout out to my favorite part of today's game, which is N'Golo Conte on a day where he is not quite playing one of his finest performances. Getting rowdy. Just starting fights, like throwing people around. I love it. Okay, back to Dan. Hey, hey, Brandon, before we get more serious uh, or get into the uh, the fun of this episode, maybe we should just uh, take a pause uh, before we do that and reference the situation that a few Chelsea away supporters got into. Mm. Quite who, interesting. You know, Terry and you know, Terry Komatsu and a few others um, that we're aware of kind of within the Chelsea community going to away days uh, ended up getting tear gassed and uh, batoned by some police. And I imagine that it will not draw as big a story as it should in this moment because everything else is related to how bad Chelsea is with every relationship we do or don't have. Um, but, yeah, just, uh, you know, hopefully uh, those who were impacted can kind of notify the appropriate authorities to, to try to get recompense in some capacity because uh, some of the photos were not great. And, uh, you know, just very unfortunate to, to see that happening in this moment. Yeah, I mean, there's video of them just like hanging out at the pub, not even being obnoxious, just hanging out at the pub, drinking beer and then smoke and tear gas and people running around. And like, I think Scotty Hader got um, absolutely I think he got beat up pretty bad by, by the police. And it's just uh, from what I from what I gleaned from all the all the stories online, like this is kind of common when you go to France or Spain for an away day like this. It just kind of happens to the away fans. So. It very odd one though because it did not look like you know I think we we saw those scenes in the Euros last summer where you know fans were going crazy and tearing up town whatever like that was not what was happening here from the video so no someone posted a video after like hey this is not going to fit your narrative and it was like people picking up like shards of glass you know from the pub that they were at and throwing into a bag because they're trying to be good citizens and look not not every supporter is a good person but the vast majority that we met and we interact with absolutely are and uh again just fucking stupid way to start kind of an away day experience for some of these people before a really great match yeah they paid to be there and they weren't doing anything crazy just so dumb okay well hard pivot to the lineup unfortunately but very important to to talk about um we had the lineup dan uh weren't really sure what was going to go on um it was kind of funny if there was nothing going on in the chelsea world we probably would be trying to figure out what the vaccine status of things were but turns out we didn't give a shit um three five two uh so a little bit of a lineup tweak from tuchel so how do we end up lining up well it was Ewa mendy between the sticks andreas christensen Thiago silva and antonio rudiger as your back three alonzo returning along with Aspilicueta as your wing backs kovacic Jorginho, and conte as a midfield three then christian pulisic and kai havertz up top unused subs keparitha blaga timo Werner, marcus bettinelli kennedy sar and vale that's right, Vale making the bench as well. Lukaku, Loftus Cheek, Trev Chalba, Mason Mount, and Hakam Ziyech all made appearances off the bench. Yeah. Um interesting, but it worked. And we'll get into it. Some of the stats, Chelsea with eight shots, four on target, very efficient on the day. Um Leo also had eight shots, but only one on target, which is great. We had 56% possession, again, away on the road, and they were chasing. So you would have thought they would have been a little bit more on the front foot. Uh, we had 85% pass accuracy to their 81, so nice, tidy match. We had 20 fouls to their 15, uh, so given nothing away easy. We had one caution to their two. No sending offs, 
Uh, they had six offsides to hour one, and then they had four corners to hour one as well. So some of the high-level stats. The XG analysis was pretty interesting. Obviously, they got the goal, and they were in a pretty significant lead, so the XG favored them the entire match. But again, it doesn't take into consideration uh, aggregate scores. So what do we end? 1.36 for Lille, 0.66 for Chelsea. Yet, we scored twice, so gosh. Fuck your XG. <laughs> Fuck your XG. Tell me T don't care. Not at all. Then lastly, uh, the one random stat at Opta Analyst says, Lille won, Chelsea two. Lille scored with their only shot on target before Chelsea came back to win. Chelsea faced just 15 shots on target in their eight UCL matches this season. Seven of those came from in the final group game versus Zenit. Huh? Can we talk <laughs> about how huh? mind-blowing that second stat is? Because that is... And, and this is why... This is why if you're going to make a case for how Chelsea go about winning the Champions League back to back in seasons, our defense, even on a bad day, is so much better than the majority of the defenses out there. Well, was it a bad day, though? I just love that Zenit is the team. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. It's, we it's played so Juventus good. twice. You know, it's like yeah. no, no, Zenit no. was the one. So if you take Zenit's outright, it's eight shots in seven matches on goal. So... <laughs> It's amazing. That's fun. Uh, Nick, did you have an MPET shithouse moment of the match? Uh, Did I? Guess not. That's okay. Was it it Jorginho giving up the penalty and then getting the assist like almost immediately afterwards? Because that's... No. No, that was just stupid. A little like suckered him in and then kind of gave me a one-two. No, that was just really stupid, Dan. Um, All right. I don't don't know. I don't know if I have one. Nothing really stands out to me. You're fine. We don't need to force it. Uh, nothing from tweets on the XB, so we leave that one blank. Uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and take our ad break. We're going to pump this one out real quick so we get back. We're going right to super, super Tommy Tuchel. Thank you to the sponsors for financially supporting the show, and we'll be right back. Uh, Dan, before we get into it, you did this thing. It's on Patreon. Everyone's listening to it. Explain yourself. Yeah, it's new hotness. It's new craze. It's what the people have demanded, which is more content. And surprisingly, uh, we are crazy enough to think that we can offer it. Uh, Look, it's on the actual podcast feed. It's over on Patreon. It's called the SW6-ish because it's about six minutes of match reaction. Uh, Joe tweets it's kind of trending more to 10, but, you know, that's just... That's just Joe. Uh, but it's six points on the previous match. So we've got Joe talking about the men's team. We've got Jesse and the women's. Uh, we're also adding back in uh, some weekly updates from Phil that Brandon and Phil are going to drop on Patreon as well. And then uh, we've got the Joe Tweets mailbag coming back twice a month. And so uh, just listen to the first one. About to drop that tomorrow. It's uh, it's pretty tasty. So adding more value to that Patreon opportunity. And uh, look, if you've got a couple bucks and you'd like to support some, and get some extra content, uh, there you go. Look, opportunity. The feed is full. We said this last week. You, we yeah, can't it's cut fit. off. Yeah, we, it's cut off. It's blocked. Five, four or five pods a week The for the last two years. We don't have any more room. So, like, if you want the expert analysis, go over there. Spend your $3. Uh, enjoy. Plus Discord, which is awesome. Di- yeah. Uh, more pods, as Nick just alluded to. We've got a Chelsea sale update with Matt Law. Uh, and then we're going to look to try to grab another additional pod for more information as it funnels in. Because I uh, don't know if you noticed, but it's a pretty fluid situation, especially as the uh, date deadline from rain is fast approaching. So Yeah, when like we know the international break's coming up too. We're, we're going to have content. The Tinkerman, we've been holding on the Tinkerman. We've been holding on a bunch of stuff because of all of the nonsense that's been happening. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't you worry your little heads contents are coming. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into our first topic, which is super, super Tommy Tuchel praising the gaffer ad nauseum because, I mean, hard not to. Um, it wasn't that long ago when we were on a little bit of a wobble, maybe in December, you could say. Um, since then, Chelsea have just gone on a tear. Naz tweeting, Thomas Tuchel has set another record for the most Champions League games won in his first 50 games in the competition. Zinedine Zidane won 31, and Tuchel has now won 32 of his first 50. Not bad. Crazy. Not, not bad. Crazy um, stat. Yeah, Nick, what stood out to you as far as Tuchel again? I mean, new lineup, new you know, personnel come in and out, having to deal to Christensen injury early. It just, it seems like nothing phases him right now. And again, by the way, we're trying to, well, not trying, we're being forced to sell the club. Uh, there's potentially a lot like freezing of finances, players' contracts ending. And this dude is cool as a cucumber. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to put into words what he's doing from a leadership standpoint right now. And, yeah, I think like the stats are obviously amazing and all that stuff. But I, you know, I was listening to some commentary on Talksport earlier, and they brought up they're like, you know, in ten years' time, Chelsea fans may not remember the result of this game, right? But in ten years' time, they're certainly going to remember what this man has done from a leadership standpoint, a statesmanship <laughs> standpoint. The fact that he's not running away from hard questions when Eddie Howe can't seem to turn up for a press conference these days. I mean, there are levels to the game and he's playing the game at an absolutely elite level. And, you know, on top of that, the team is doing what they need to do to win. I mean, this wasn't pretty. This wasn't the best game we've ever seen Chelsea play. But, you know, we won the series 4-1 on aggregate. It wasn't really that close at the end of the day. Dominated the first game, probably should have had more out of that. And, uh, played a really great second half um, or last 47 minutes, I guess, um, you know, including pool six goal moment uh, and, and just kind of took it away, took the air out of the stadium. Right. And I think, I think because the record is so crazy, right. 32 out of 50. And we went on this run last year, Dan, people might start be starting to take this for granted. And I don't want them to. I, I want people to understand how good this is in the moment and treat this uh, as special as, as it actually is. Amidst all the chaos. Just real quick. Amidst, excitement, yeah. Dan. He excitement. might get to the Champions League final three years in a row. I mean, look, guys, you know, if you <laughs> guys we're in the quarterfinal, I'm just like, saying, can we, but can we that, wait to the semi? Give me perspective. Give me something to get excited right, about. Geez, that would geez. be unprecedented. Look, we just need to not concede. Across 180 minutes twice, and then only score two goals, and we're in the final. Nick Verlaney, this is totally possible. Just I've, I've, I've drawn it up. There's a, there's an easy path to advance. I'm gonna play the role of Toby Ziegler from the West Wing. You're tempting fate. No, thank you're you. Just you're tempting fate oh, right no. there. So all right. All right, well, more juice on the fire. Uh, Ad expected Chelsea saying, uh, Chelsea in 2022, 16 games played, 12 wins, one defeat, excluding the shootout to Liverpool. Uh, eight open play goals conceded. Thomas Tuchel is a special, 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 special coach. To the point, Dan, that you even went after Ollie Glanville on Twitter because he was tweeting about just the experience post-match, and you got him to put it in audio form, didn't you? I did. You know, I think some of the times there are 
inflection point matches. And I feel like for Chelsea, our current history has involved a lot of inflection point matches. Uh, and today, just the, the fact that we have to potentially drive the bus to get there, to do all of these different things, the continued adversity. It feels like every match is adding on an additional layer of complexity for this team and this side. And like they keep on rising to the challenge. And man, what I wouldn't have given to be in that away end today for this match, particularly after watching the video afterwards, just how they were chanting, how they were singing Tuchel's name, how he was responding. And I feel like we had to to capture that to kind of put that in audio form for the listeners so that they could feel that same energy and emotion. So uh, please take this opportunity to listen to a very hoarse <laughs> uh, after screaming for uh, 90 plus minutes individual uh, Ollie Glanville you've heard previously on this show and maybe on some of our Twitter spaces uh, he does a better job at describing the energy and the emotion than I will so here you go hey so um, <laughs> I assure that London is blue listeners that this is uh, normal for what people sound like after they've just been screaming at a football match for uh, 120 minutes it's exactly the same as I sounded after the Palace match um but yeah, essentially, uh, there were some really nice moments after the end of the game. Um, obviously, we were kept in because um, Eurofree, European um, curfew rules. And uh, essentially, we were just told during the game that, uh, that we would be sat uh, afterwards until further notice, which was quite ominous, um, especially at 1-0 down. Um, but given the way the game went and um, the sort of general feeling around the crowd, it was quite buoyant. Um, and then when uh, Tuchel came out after the game to do all the separate interviews, um, it was really lovely. Uh, just before he got taken through to do his first interview, I think it was with uh, BT Sport, um, he basically turned around and, and saw that we were all still there. Um, and we all serenaded him with Super Tommy Tuchel. And he joined in with a clapping and uh, was pumping his fists and he was tapping where the badge would be on the shirt to indicate that, you know, he really felt great about it. And uh, and also Pooley got a, uh, I think it was Pooley um, in the pools after the game as well, um, got a great round of applause. And then afterwards as well, um, after he'd done all his interviews, which lasted obviously a significant amount of time, we were still sat there. Um, he came out and um, jumped on uh, the comms guy and uh, looked like he was buzzing. And we once again, like loudly chanted uh, Super Tommy Tuchel chant. And uh, yeah, he was he did like a, a Klopp-esque, <laughs> like massively over the top. Uh, you know, punching the air towards our fans. And he really looked like he really enjoyed tonight. And that came across in a lot of the interviews he did off the game, especially with Chelsea TV. Um, and I think uh, the US rights holder as well, um, where he was basically saying that the fans really deserved it. And we turned up in our numbers and, and backed the team. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really great moment. And it just kind of cements his place in in sort of Chelsea folklore at the moment, steering the ship the way he is in this really important moment for the club. And it's a really 
difficult scenario for anyone, let alone someone who's never dealt with a change of ownership before. Um, so yeah, it's just very, very impressive from Tuchel. And, you know, as I said in, in the tweets that uh, <laughs> you may or may not read out, uh, you know, he's right, right up there now. He conducts press conferences like Mourinho, but with more empathy. And he just seems to be dealing aces right now. And that's just such a a rare skill to have, especially in such a high-stress situation like football management. So, yeah, it's been a... It's been a great night and we're through to yet another quarterfinal. Imagine not being Chelsea. Can I can I just say, um, as far as this podcast goes, Ollie was giving us the big one today um, <laughs> with that. That was that was a lot. I mean, I, I listened to the voice note before the pod, so I was privy to that whole thing, you know, before we started, Brandon. But still, I think you can just hear uh, two things. One, the raw passion that he has for a night like tonight and to the sheer exhaustion that they must be feeling right now. Like, yeah, I was thinking shattered, which is like us after the, <laughs> you know, Porto too. It's like how you felt. You're just like exhausted because like, as a fan, exhausted. you poured everything into it as well. Like it was definitely a transaction of energies between player staff and, and fans. So he definitely, you may, I think everyone had probably had to turn their volume up a couple bumps just to make sure they could hear him. Uh, but uh, get that, get that man a lozenge for the love of, <laughs> God, come on. <laughs> special, uh, special night, which again, we never would have caught in broadcast, right? Like, boom, final whistle, right to studio. Got it. We missed so much and would have never known had, you know, the fans not recorded it and put it. So again, thank you, Ollie. Again, um, an amazing, another amazing away day uh, for, for those fans in it. And it was great. Uh, continuing on the, the Tuchel praise bandwagon, uh, Adam Newsom tweeting, uh, Tuchel on behind closed doors versus Middlesbrough request quote we love to play in front of spectators and I don't think the spectators of our opponents should suffer from the consequences um, me and the team were not involved in this decision insert bus rolling over at the administration <laughs> and he ends up saying and he ends it with saying we were happy it was withdrawn end quote so um I mean, we haven't had a chance to address this incredibly stupid own goal that was committed by the club on Tuesday. But, I mean, any fan, if they just would have picked a Chelsea fan off the street in front of Stamford Bridge and said, hey, here's our plan. The government's not playing nice right now, and we're not able to sell tickets. We can't give them away, apparently. We can't put them in a separate fund. What if we petitioned the F.A.? to not allow um, not allow our opponents, Middlesbrough, to have fans at their match. Sporting and integrity. Then, and no, then it's even. It? And every Chelsea fan walking by would have been like, no, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why would you do that? Well, I mean, like... We're fans. Like, we want the opportunity, and we're mad that we don't have the opportunity, so we're just going to take it away from everybody? Like, <laughs> yeah, Take the ball and go home? Like, well, no. That's but, not the but way like, the... Chelsea, like, took Middlesbrough ball and punted it over the fence. It was like, <laughs> yeah, game's over. Sorry. Sporting yeah. integrity. If we can't no, have we, our we, ball, we, you we can't have yours. We tried to steal our, their ball and replace it with a ball for a completely different sport. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, I think we're probably about to spiral out of analogies with this one. But uh, just uh, what a weird time for everything. And we're like, okay, great. Right when Chelsea's already, like... Uh, just taking blow after blow. We, to your point, Nick, kick ourselves right in the um, the. Anyways, uh, but again, Tuchel 
not more ball talk. Is that what you're <laughs> not? I didn't say it. Um, you know, not even hesitating, delivering the line with confidence, uh, pretty much being like, Hey, we're united over here. Don't know what they're doing. So, uh, I don't know, maybe go talk to them, which is great yeah. because they're not going to get anything from them. Um, and then, you know, raining on his parade. I mean, come on, Dan, it all can't be rosy. It, it was a fucking awful first question. Like, I get that there's a lot that you want to try to catch these individuals on. The fact that the first question in the press conference is about the fact that we're due to EU sanctions on Roman Bromwich are not currently or while he is currently the owner of the club will not be eligible to sell tickets for spectators for our match. So uh, two things you have to hope for one uh, for a quick sale of the club Mm. um, and then two you know, which would be done as soon as possible. And then two, you're hoping for that. The home leg of it is the second leg of the draw that we get on Friday. If those two things were to come to fruition, we'd be in a happy place and be able to sell some tickets and we get to play in front of our supporters, which would be really great. Uh, for that to be the first question that he got was really deflating. And you could kind of see his reaction, Nick, in the post-match commentary when he like he, he got the wide eyed, like Timo missing, like the most obvious goal face going on. Uh, he's a very animated individual, and he gave us that. And you can just tell. I mean, this this guy is uh, is pumping pumping some blue blood right now, and definitely was you know did a great job redirecting, which you can tell he was a little deflated by it as well. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, <laughs> and and it's a uh, you know again, it's, it's fair enough to ask him the question. It, the timing of that question was unfortunate, uh, and there were plenty of other chances to ask him that question because that game won't happen for another three weeks now right four weeks so you know and it's like it's like you know like if you're at work or maybe in a relationship and they're telling you something all you're doing is sitting there going i can't wait to say what i have to say it's like (laughs) we just got done playing a match but like this he he's been holding on to it for like six hours he's like oh can't wait for this match to be over i'm gonna ask tuchel about this you know like yeah chelsea just cruised into the quarterfinals like we played a match and you're just skipping steps on that like (laughs) listen to what's going on as long as we're skipping steps though uh, allow me to skip a step imagine if chelsea have fans at that game how incredible that atmosphere is gonna be we might start i don't know Uh, you think the dynamic between chelsea fans uefa might get a little testy no never how about that anthem Mm. Mm. anyways uh, i'm not going to put any ideas out there in this little podcast no one listens to yeah, but our, uh, uh, yeah the folks are created enough uh, without us you yeah know? very well. true uh pulisic found his position tonight apparently just him and kai run around up top making shit happen is it is it really that easy yeah uh, he played um as a striker essentially part of a front two with three in behind and uh had himself a night i mean I know, Nick, you're not the, the biggest pool sick fan on the podcast, obviously, but um, God, <laughs> what did you think of him? Uh, try, I to be, he, try to be kind, Nick. Come on. Take your, <laughs> take your American Outlaws hat off. Come on. Yeah. Um, I thought he played OK. I mean, I, I he got the official man of the match, didn't he? Uh, yes. At least that's what CBS said. So I don't know. I, I don't think I. Uh, understood that very much but um but i think in general the important thing with pulisic is that he scored in both legs of this tie 
Uh, crucial goals, both of them. That goal before halftime made everything in the second half so much easier. Uh, it was a great run. It was a great pass. It was a great finish. And, I mean, I don't know, Dan, how you feel about this, but in a year where none of our forward players have put together that much consistent play, what's happening up front between Mason, Kai, and Christian right now seems to be the most effective version of what we've tried so far. Yeah, you had in Ziesh as well, who's, you know, been able to add a little bit of dimension on the right-hand side. I mean, there's definitely attackers who are finding a little more form, a little more favor. I actually really enjoyed the space that Havertz was making for Pulisic as well. Like, that's a really nice opportunity, uh, particularly for teams that want to, and this was not Leo, but teams that want to stay back a little bit more, the ability to drag and, and create a lane for someone to run into, like, Pulisic just crashing the back of the box is really exciting. And so I, I pulled the numbers on it. And so he's he's played less 90s so far this season. Uh, not not a surprise. Um, but his output is actually uh, done a nice little, uh, little you know, kind of slope upward. And uh, he's got six goals currently off 23 shots. So it's a point two six uh, goals uh, expect uh, goals he's delivered. And then and that's on shots. So last year it was point oh nine. <laughs> On 69 shots, uh, that, that's an improvement. And then his shots on target has improved uh, substantially, 36.2 to 52.2. And, and again, 23 shots is a almost statistically relevant uh, sample size. It would to argue like 25 is the, the cutoff there. But this is a very positive trend line, Brandon. And um, look, it seems like a score on the team continues to pop up and have a run and we kind of ride that run, and then Tuchel just rotates into the next person. It's like the next man up philosophy. And right now, it's Christian Pulisic's time to shine alongside Havertz and others who are finding their moment. I think he probably should have another two, three goals to his name this season. And I think we could then could really be like, he he's is like an attacking winger. Like he's adding what we need from that position. I think we all probably could think off the top of our heads two goals he should have scored, um, which. Again, is is good that he's getting that position. I don't know. You know, he's had more time on the sidelines again. That 36 to 52 percent is great. Maybe he's being more selective on his shots. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to splice it, but the back half of the season is shaping up to be far better than the front half of the season for him, right? And what a time for him to hit his form if he's gonna do it is is the business end of the season, right? As we as we get ready for the quarterfinal draw coming up this Friday, as we, you know, still have cup competitions and you know, you know, a, let's face it, a top four race to to battle. We're gonna need multiple players that are able to score. Kai looks like he's looking sharp. Ziesh is providing and scoring some goals. Same thing, Christian, it's this is good. This is something that you need versus getting to the back half of the season going, well, we used up all of our goals in that 7-0 against Norwich earlier this season. Uh, now what are we doing? We're contractually obligated to not score over a certain amount of total goals in a season. Um, that That's our kind of uh, challenge to a Is that a like slow-pitch softball? You can only hit so many home runs before they become outs? Well, it, it, here's the thing. Pulisic uh, needs one more goal contribution uh, at, at any time to equal his total for last season. So he had a total of 10 across all competitions. He's currently at nine and he's done that in almost a thousand less minutes. So 
very positive for someone who is just crested over 1500 total minutes played this season uh it's it's important too because i think in this with this uh personnel up top he's thriving i mean he's clearly i mean there there were two leal players on him at all times when they entered the box which opens up space for everyone else to get in and get involved and uh, Kai was also moving around quite well. So I, I think this is just a positive thing. And again, our our hope for all this was that we'd put a three up top that would play together, that would learn each other's tendencies, that would be able to kind of grow together because nothing else had worked. And these three are working right now. Uh, Mason obviously coming on at half, but like still a really important contribution from him today too. So uh, again, for the love of God, give these guys a chance to continue to gel. And I think good things are going to happen. And yeah, it sucks for Cal and it sucks for Ziash, who hasn't really done anything wrong to not be involved here, except that it's not his preferred position. Right. But the way this team is playing right now, you, you don't mess with it. Cool. Just ignore the $97 million striker on the bench. <laughs> no remorse, about, no empathy. Got it. It's about, it's about the team. Um, it look, we almost got really excited uh, by the stat saying that um, that, uh, that Christian scored as many Champions League goals as Eden Hazard. But shout out to Ishan for fact checking it for us. Uh, he's two behind, but that's still a cool comparison. Thinking about like, look again, you only need two more goals to make it to the Champions League final. Christian Pulisic, go write your legend, my man. Plenty of matches left to make it happen. I hope. Um, all right, third one up is Dave delivers once more. Obviously, a capitan pops up when needed. The old needed joke, right? Right can back I, in. Can it. I can I throw one in? And Dan's gonna absolutely hate me. <laughs> oh God! As Nilaqueta, boom! Let's go! Woohoo! You're welcome, everyone. Just leave in the dead air, Jake. Leave in the dead air. <laughs> no. Don't reduce that I, down. I am so proud of myself. I thought of that about the third minute of the show today. I've been waiting until right now to, huh. to let that one go. So Cool. Uh, so Aspie had some comments <laughs> after the match. Uh, quote, everything outside the noise, it could sometimes be easier to let it go and lose the focus. That's not us. We do everything we can that we have in our hands. From there, we have to keep playing every three days. End quote. Every three days, like, remember when we were in the busy part of the season, we were playing every one and a half days. Uh, we've chilled to every three days now, apparently. So uh, I like that he's embracing that. Still played the most games in Europe this year. Well, did, did you see Mikel Arteta's comments regarding Arsenal after the match where he talked about he's complaining that they have to play three games you know, within a week's time. Uh, welcome to success. <laughs> Or welcome to having your matches postponed due to COVID cases. Or welcome to the fact that Chelsea uh, have played almost 20 matches at this point, And you've played how many? Like, you're benefiting from no European competition not and not advancing foreign league. cup competitions. So can you please have some relevance to your yeah. situation? Read the room, guy. I mean, Liverpool have played a ton of matches, too, and they faked some COVID stuff. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, like, no Salah th for them today, you know. Well, yeah, until just, as a sub. Well, yeah, until they went and absolutely closed the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but oh, down to nothing. Here comes Salah. 
Love it. As the quick aside on the Arsenal thing, I know that they've been playing really well. The minute they play a good team, they look exactly like the seventh best team in the league again. So for the, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> they are, guys. I mean, they're just not that good. I'm sorry. That is ideal. But hey, let's go back to Aspie, right? Um, yes. He's completed the trophy hall. He's com- he's con- he's still considered important to the team. Um, he still tucks his shirt in and goes out there with his socks pulled up every single match, Nick. Uh, he's he's also handling this. Because remember, he's captain. Like he's he's got to rally the troops as well. When Tuchel and the staff leave, like he's left, and it could be easy, as he's saying, to lose focus or to get negative or maybe even some infighting. It easily could happen. It it seems like. We're in a good situation, and I think a lot of credit goes to Aspie for kind of doing the behind-the-scenes work with the team. He's just getting back from injury, too. I mean, you know, he hasn't he hasn't really been as healthy lately as he wants to be either. And yet, you know, you you lose you lose Reese again uh, due to a short, hopefully short-term injury, right? You're trying this back four thing at the weekend to just manufacture some semblance of a right back because he's hurt. And then he comes back in three days later and puts in an absolute shift, uh, scores a goal, the, the knee of God. And, you know, I, there's that there's that photo of him and Mason, which is uh, is going to live long in my memory, where they're both pointing up at the Chelsea fans. Same exact smile. It's like it's like a mirror just with both of them doing the point up at the fans. And it's. It is literally the Chelsea's present and Chelsea's future in one photo. And, you know, again, if Thomas Tuchel is responsible for, you know, the way this team is being guided through an incredibly difficult patch, Cesar Spilicueta has to be right there with him. Uh, Cesar Spilicueta is the captain that we've all dreamed of as Chelsea fans. He represents the club well. He uh, is a core of you know support for the youth teams and the and the women's team kind of taking up that mantle from jt too so i mean just then he's he's just a legend i mean he's absolutely a legend and i'm always happy when he gets in with a goal and an assist because it it just makes me smile tuchel commented on him as well uh quote if he is playing a wing back which is maybe not his best possession position he is there he lives what it takes to be a chelsea captain we do not need extra. Extra at the moment. We need reliable teamwork and reliable spirit. End quote. Tuchel does, literally. Does that like sum him up? Perfectly I was going to say. And like, now we have built an Aspie Laqueta. <laughs> Just we got one part reliable teamwork, <laughs> one part reliable spirit, zero extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely love it. Um, Dan, let's bring it back in. I feel like we lost you for a second there. Uh, Dan in the match poll. How did this go? I know you struggled with it. You're, you're sourcing us for ideas. I wasn't going to give them to you because, well, look, this is your name out there, but Nick three, a lifeline. How'd it go? <laughs> it's not, it's well, not the brand of the match, although it could be, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what that reference is, but like, cool. A Bren, okay. a Bren of the match. <laughs> <laughs> the Brendan of the match. Uh, okay, now you just turned offensive. <laughs> look, uh, I had three that I had in my mind, but I, I was uh, uh, I was missing on the fourth one. Uh, I think could have gone a couple ways. Uh, so yeah, I did. I did ask Nick um, Aspilqueta with fifty percent uh, rounded up of the vote. Christian Pulisic, uh, a yeah, not that close, but closer than some of the others. Second at thirty six percent. Silva with eight percent, and then Kovacic. Nick's request. 
That's right. Do you think that six six point six maybe seven percent? Do you think that uh, it may, you flattened? Do you think people sunk it? I, I, because they saw Nick's name. There it is. You you yeah. like you you For like sure. tarnished it. There's no doubt. There's oh, absolutely God. no doubt. Kova was far was better nice. than six and a half percent of the Dan of the match. Dude, I think dude it was, was silky important. smooth. Maybe because he only played it was a half. Important. It was important that our good friend of the podcast, great friend, some might say, uh, Adi Joseph, was asking why you were crapping some, Nick. Some might not match. say. <laughs> uh, as Laqueta. And uh, so we needed to just get you to respond to this because many people are saying Jared Asplaqueta hater. <sighs> <laughs> Which is actually kind of funny because you're the most obnoxious Aspilicueta person. <laughs> um, now I know I know what Adi's trying to do here. Okay, I'm I'm wise to his antics at this point. Uh, let me let me just put some defense on my boy Kovacic today, uh, formerly known as Cul-de-sac by one Gary Hayes, who is now probably our player of the season. Um, the the first half would have spiraled out of control without him. He was unbelievable in the first half, and Jorginho was not very good, and so he was playing one-and-a-half roles again. And in my mind, that's the N'Golo Conte Award, which is almost always the Man of the Match Award, and thus that's why he uh, got some extra praise from me. Now, considering I have three Espilicueta jerseys in my... Uh, in my nice little closet there, and uh, and look, uh, my CPO share assigned by one Cesar Espilicueta as well. Uh, I do feel like I the am long the captain con. Of, wow. of the fan club here, so um, there we go. Now, really, really kind of bought in to only tear him down from the inside. Yeah. You know, Trojan yeah. horse his way into this. Yep. Not wrong. So, hmm. so I, think, I think the real fans out there will understand what happened here today, and the other ones, um, hmm. All right. Hmm. Uh, some of the other results from around the Champions League, because again, we we advance. We got a quarterfinal opponent that we're going to find out again. The the draw will be this Friday, uh, so stay tuned. They're going to do a quarterfinal and semifinal draw. So, uh, is is Friday a notable date for any other reason? I guess is a question. Uh, going to hit pause on that. <laughs> uh, talking to Matt Law about that. Rainbank might sure. be busy on Friday. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, Bayern. It's gonna be like a like finals day where everybody's like trying to get their submission in. The fax machine's not working. Running up to turn that last paper in. I need my my letter of intent. <laughs> I need my credit line secured. Shit! They said five million cash. Change yeah. the Dogecoin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not not so much to the moon on that one. Uh, all right. Anywho. Uh, so uh, other results from the round of sixteen. This is the second leg. So Bayern blitzing Salzburg after a close first leg, winning seven one and eight two on aggregate. Uh, Liverpool sneaking by after losing one nil to Inter, but uh, winning two one on aggregate. Man City sneezed and got past Sporting, winning five nil on aggregate. Uh, Real Madrid and PSG, the big draw of this round, leaving Incredible. it late, making it interesting. Real Madrid winning 3-1, which put them up 3-2 on aggregate after PSG won the first leg. Uh, Man United doing Man United things and losing one nothing to Atletico Madrid. And then uh, continuing on by throwing a bunch of beverages and shit at Diego Simeone because they can't control themselves. Uh, they lost 2-1, so mm. um, winless. I think they haven't won a Champions League knockout stage since Moyes, they said on the podcast. Ooh. It's like eight years. 
They they are. It, what I've really bad. enjoyed is the Atletico Madrid social media team have been living in it. They've been they've oh. been absorbing the vibes and then sending them back out to the universe to pollinate positive energy uh, by just thrashing United like glory, glory, Atletico Madrid. <laughs> it is the theater of dreams. Like just all of this this goodness, Nick. It's just been really. It's been tasty. Yeah, I I, I mean, it's. It's just so predictable, too. I, like, I think, like, I knew Man United was not going to do anything in that game. They're not good. They're just not good. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, Cristiano Ronaldo can't have a hat trick every match to rescue you from a shitty defense. Like, Penandez is gone. Yeah, just, it's, so, it's bad. So, I love seeing their caretaker, Ralph Ragnick, uh, you know, clean up house for the next person to take over that he will be their boss. Um, yeah, I'd be pretty upset if I'm that next manager. I'm like, hey, Ralph, thanks for the shit pile that you left me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Ralph's going to be around that much longer. He's already uh, got a consulting my... job locked in, which I guess, yeah. you know, there's always a payoff to make it happen. Um, all right, moving on. Ajax lost to Benfica, losing 3-2 on aggregate. Uh, from what I heard, Ajax just did everything but score in that match. Basically, yeah. Uh, love this one. Villarreal 3, Juventus 0. Villarreal winning 4-1 on aggregate. Damn. Uh, that is... Um, That's bad. That's bad. It's B-A-D bad. That, I will say, though, uh, Villarreal pretty sneaky good. If you remember back to the old summertime. Uh, so just throwing that out there. Yeah, pretty, wonder, pretty, pretty good. Wonder what Arsenal fans are thinking about that. Uh, then obviously the last match, Chelsea to Lille won, winning four one on aggregate. So um, pretty comprehensive from Chelsea as well. Again, with all the most ridiculous shit uh, spinning around our club. Yet here we go. So next match will be at the weekend, Middlesbrough in the FA Cup behind closed doors. Just kidding. No, no, just. I'm just kidding. Don't worry about it. We didn't. Uh, we didn't do that. Um, so, anyways, yeah, we got FA Cup uh, at the weekend. So, obviously, want to continue on in that match. I mean, if you kind of if you think ahead to the, to that one real quick, uh, Nick, you just think of the bench players that we have that could start: Keppa, Lukaku, Werner, Ruben, uh, Mason, Ziyech, like Malang Sark. Those are all the possible players that could come in and play. Is like our second eleven, which is quite silly and quite scary. Yeah, it's. It's one. So if, if Chelsea are able to win on Saturday and then the international break happens and they may or may not send out all of these players. Right. You you have then a couple weeks to get Reese James healthy for the last stretch of the season, which is so crucial because then your Christensen injury problem, your Chalaba injury problem uh your Cesar Espilicueta injury problem, that all becomes lessened because you're then putting a superstar back out on the field. And God, it's just, if you, if you're looking for like, what's, what's maybe the one thing that after the international break that Chelsea could absolutely increase their chances of winning stuff this year has to be old two, four has to be. Reese James only needs to play five more games this season. Uh, Seven. Seven more games this season. Dan, that's all I want. Dan is so good at simplifying things. Like that's why he's gotten so far in work. He's like, oh, you want to do logistic nationally? Well, you just you just start with one. You only need to be in seven states, <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. He's like, Oh, you got a bunch of five or states in the middle. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And there's Nick and I going, Hey Dan. Yeah. 
Hey, Darren. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the following teams advance Bayern, Liverpool, Manchester City, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Benfica, Villarreal, and Chelsea. Uh, to which this is Dan's favorite stupid question to always ask Who do we want? Always. <laughs> I don't, I don't Tuchel, know. Tuchel got a handle for you. Tuchel had it handed for you. He's saying, I want us to be the team that nobody wants to play. Another home run. Just fucking nailed it. Just, uh, man, just nailed it. No, I mean, nobody does want to play us, though. I mean, that's the, even without the left wing back situation locked down, no one wants to play this team right now. I'll take Benfica for uh, 400. <coughs> I would like a non-English side, personally. I think, like, so, like, an ideal scenario, you get to play, like, an Atletico Madrid or Real Madrid again. Again. Odes of last campaign. Did you say Get a little bit of that spice. Yeah, I I think, I'm giving you my, you know, my thought process. Like, you know, like, let me, let me, let me riff. Um, And then you get one of, you know, a, 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 you know, potentially get a City or maybe get a, a Byron. I think Byron in the the semi would be fantastic and then you vanquish liverpool what? in the final what, the, what do you have what, what, what is your value table here like jesus I, I just want the narrative i'm there for the narrative dan's okay dan you've gone completely off the rails here here's the Can path we get of AS roma back or something like let's give, <laughs> give me the small teams yeah i i want so here's so you look at the villarreal Villarreal is another team that none of these other teams want to play. Like they, they are, they are absolutely as good defensively as we are, and uh, I think that's going to be a problem for whoever gets them. Uh, I want Real Madrid. I want to uh, take them to the absolute cleaners again uh, because we dominated them last year. Got no credit for it. Uh, and then I want Liverpool and City to play each other in the semifinal for the love of God. Again, I, I, I think the teams in England are the best teams left in the tournament. Bayern would certainly make the fourth. Those are the four best teams. Yeah, so, I agree. Do, I, do what you will with that. All right. Well, I think Madrid are doing pretty well right now. Uh, they seem to just never die. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. But PSG, I mean, <laughs> it's calamitous. It's funny. That's a, I mean, a it's narrative. absolutely absurd. Thanks, Potch. The gift that keeps they brought on in Messi and did not get past the round of sixteen. Yeah, Messi and Ronaldo both. Uh, see ya, jokers. All right. So do so do you think that Potch is going to stay or not? I mean, just make Messi player coach already. Like, why are we beating around this? Xavi's okay. about to get the call up. I think we run out of content. Clearly, like we've hit the wall here. Have it's, we? It's okay. It's okay. In a minute. Dan just wants to eat pizza, so I'm trying to delay. All right. Anyways, uh, that is our midweek match. Again, Matt Law um, recording on Thursday, be out Friday. So I don't know. What do you want? Another four pod banger. I know we, we keep it busy. We keep it busy here. So uh, Chelsea advanced in the Champions League. All right. We have a lot to be excited about. We also have a lot to be distracted about. So take the small things when you can, like advancing in the Champions League. So anyways, that's going to wrap us up, Chelsea fans. Until next time, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.